This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On December 10th, 2018, Phil Foden agreed to sit on the bench for six years. A little over five years later, he celebrated his 250 cap with the club and capped it off with an assist. Neil Custis, eat your heart out. It's Thursday, the 1st of February. I'm Andrew Detmer. I'm John Ashley. And this is the City Report Podcast. It's here for good to win! It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. Welcome back to another episode of the City Report Podcast. John, great to see your face. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's it's been a while. I was I was trying to think if the, if the last time that I was on the, the podcast proper was actually pre-Burnley away first game of the season. Uh, so I'm like, you know, Kevin De Bruyne got injured in that game and made his first start. Erling Haaland came back from his injury today. Uh, sorry, yesterday. I, yeah, I guess... Just bringing out the big guns in February. That's that's the plan. Um, so yeah, we've got a. I mean, it was an entertaining match. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a great match, um, but there's definitely things to talk about. Yeah, for sure. I think it was one of those games that City are entirely expected to win. It's not going to be. It's not going to pose City any problems. Just get through it. Avoid injuries score some goals, get some minutes in the legs of, of players coming back. Got a fully fit squad now. You know, not keeping a clean sheet was the only, I, I would say, negative thing on, on what was otherwise a very satisfactory night for, for City. Don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, I I think that... I think I am more forgiving and I care less about clean sheets than some fans because it, and maybe just the approach of in American sports, like garbage time touchdowns are such a thing 
Um, and it's, it's less of a thing in football, partially because you don't usually change your entire lineup the way you can in American sports. Um, but for me, like, I just care about winning and giving up the goal where it was kind of like a couple different miscommunications. It just, it doesn't bother me compared to, I think there were so many positives to take out of that performance aside from that one tiny moment that I just, for me, I think it's just a good game all around for city. Interesting. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a game that's like, you know, overflowing with, with positives. I think you just you you kind of you can't read anything into those kind of games i feel like you know it was the first half city kind of scored with their first really big chance um and then you know moment of magic i think i think moment of the game was was the second with the free kick uh taken very very cleverly uh clearly orchestrated uh by the uh would you say it's specialist. a free kick taken cleverly uh no it was, you, it was like corner taken quickly as liverpool fans love to name that oh. stupid oh yeah free kick oh. taken cleverly um yeah i guess so and uh, i think you know <laughs> kevin de bruyne has 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 got quite the repertoire of doing of doing that now um i i think the uh, the anniversary of that cardiff free kick that didn't didn't despite popular uh thought didn't kind of trigger the draft excluder uh, in, in the wall that wasn't the, the the trigger for it but it was definitely one of the early uh forebears of that um i mean i do feel like it was that goal happened and like one or two more in the next few weeks and then suddenly it was like everyone put somebody down behind the wall and yeah we've no one's done it since but yeah he's definitely good at taking free kicks but um you know talking i, I think you're right like when I talk about positives, it's less for me about in the game itself, but more that I think there's individual pieces there that do show positives. One of which is, you know, just the return of all of the big guns, which you've already referenced. I mean, so you have Stones, Holland, and De Bruyne all kind of making their returns from varying levels of a long-term injury, but they all had, you know, significant injuries that have kept them out of the side for a yeah. period of time. Um, and this was kind of, you know, it was De Bruyne's full debut. Stones obviously gets a full debut. Holland got... Uh, I can't remember the exact number of minutes uh, now. Uh, About 20. 20, roughly. Yeah. So I, that's only a good thing, right? Go. Yeah, I think February is the last kind month, is what I'll say, of the season. Uh, if you look at the fixtures, next few, we've got Brentford away, which is probably the toughest of, of what we've got coming up. We've got uh, Everton at home, Copenhagen away, then Chelsea at home, um, which is potentially tough, but not if you kind of see how they perform tonight uh, or the score at least against Liverpool. Uh, and then we get into March and it's United, uh, Liverpool, Brighton, Arsenal. So it, this is the time of the season when Pep is getting, figuring out who his go-to guys are going to be. Well, you know, we, we may have the whole squad fit, but tonight I think... Some, some some players did themselves favors in terms of maybe being those guys and a couple of players maybe not so much maybe kind of showed that they, they maybe weren't weren't ready for when things get really serious I'm curious who do you um you know you mentioned kind of we do have this fully fit squad so Pep now kind of has to I mean one he always narrows it down so it, I don't think anyone's expecting Sergio Gomez 
to, you know, regularly feature, although I still think, you know, he does have an important role to play in the team. Um, but who do you kind of see the guys that maybe didn't do themselves favors tonight that you could see as we get into that point, maybe they aren't going to be called on um, like they have been the first part of this season. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, and you know, what is important to say is that this is, this is the nature of being in a pep side. He, he, he kind of trusts people. Um, yep. you, you look at, you look at Phil Foden, who is one of the first names on the team sheet this season, who didn't start the champions league's final last year. Um, so it's it's not necessarily a this this player is terrible. It's like this player is not Pep Guardiola end of season ready. Um, so I think I think Jeremy Doku is probably up there. I think he's you know he's shown how raw he is in, in the last few weeks. Um, and I think today he made some kind of interesting decisions going forward that that didn't work out. Um, so I, I don't think he will feature as much in the back end of the season as as maybe Grealish will. Um, I think uh, Gvardiol as well today. Um, you know, he was maybe at fault for the for the goal, um, but I kind of expected more of him going forward. And I think with the form that Nathan Ake has been in, you know, he's he's been fantastic. City this season, potentially the most dependable defender. If with a fully fit, you know, back five, back you know, back six in terms of those defenders. I think Ake probably ends up at left back, um, and then you've got you know your centre half partnership of Stones and uh, and Diaz, and then you know right back is up for grabs in some respects, um, we, possibly. Uh, but I, I don't know how you feel about those names. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think we should expect Cavardiol to drop out. Um, I do think that. If Stones can stay healthy, it does. There's interesting questions. And I do wonder partially if, you know, if, if Stones stays healthy, we maybe just go back to four center backs. And then it's, we've got Gavardiol, Ake, Diash, Akanji, and Stones kind of filling those roles, um, which I think is more than enough and great. And then, you know, certain games I think would probably suit Walker and Rico. But I think that, Neither Walker nor nor Rico to me scream that if the squad is fully fit are necessarily going to play every match mm-hmm. um, and are necessarily Pep's guys. I think Walker is definitely closer to that. But, you know, we saw last season that it was only through injury that Walker came in at the end of the season. Um, but I agree with you on, on Doku. Um, and then a player that I think we should talk a little bit about that I, I don't know how to cast him and part of that's its first season and part of it just is that he is such a interesting player is uh Matthias Nunez who I think this was in my opinion maybe his best game in a city shirt because I think it he weaved everything together we want to see from him um but his assist for the first goal I mean it was just a perfect ball yeah I I think Matthias Nunez and I think Julian Alvarez as well, they really benefited from Kevin De Bruyne being back and starting tonight. Um, If you look at both those goals, the the second goal is is really obvious that, you know, from a standing start, Alvarez makes that run. It is clearly choreographed, but to to be able to execute that from De Bruyne, it looks like it's just a simple straight pass, but you've got to put the right weight on it. You've got to get the timing absolutely perfect. Um, 
just an incredible assist um, and, and glorious finish, as, as always, from, from Alvarez. But I think the first one, again, Foden gets the ball uh, on the right. Nunez makes the run um, and Foden, Foden finds him, you know, which is, you know, I, I think that's maybe a Haaland factor as well. Uh, just pep telling players to actually pass forwards uh, into the, into that space and behind. And, and Burnley had quite a high line tonight, actually, um, which was a little bit unexpected from my perspective. But the, the, that, the, the way that City were playing and exploiting that space, I think really played to Nunez's strengths. Um, he was able to get the ball, turn. I think that was the most impressive aspect of his game tonight, was his ability to turn and carry the ball a long distance, um, which is what Pep, Often looks for in in, in midfielders, um, and I mean that's the he's been a cheat code at that his entire career. I mean mm-hmm. he's just a absurdly gifted ball carrier, mm-hmm. um, and it's just, it, it it's so fun to watch. Um, it's very much like he's not a, a pet player in that there's part of him that, and it, it's actually similar to Kovacic where there are parts of their games that are so unpredictable that you kind of, you're like, man, this doesn't necessarily feel like a city player, but that actually makes them more fun to watch. Um, I was having a discussion with someone saying like, what I like about Kovacic is because someone said, man, if Kovacic could finish, he'd be like city's best midfielder. And I said, one, if he could finish, he would have never ended up at Chelsea. He'd still be at Madrid, but also part of him, like his charm is that he's not like just this perfect robotic player. Um, and I think it's similar to Nunez where there's an element of freestyle that he has that makes him good at what he does, but can be frustrating at times. I think as the season goes on, we're, we're seeing that Kovacic and Nunez are somewhat similar in their willingness to and, and comfort with the ball under pressure. You know, they're not, they're not your Gundogan where you're kind of, peeling off and, and and arriving in the box just at the right time and that's it's it's behind that line that that's that's where you succeed it's more when you get the ball in a tight space you're willing to beat a man run by him uh, and then find the pass or even carry it further forward um which is more like De Bruyne and so I think I wonder as well if De Bruyne being back has actually helped them maybe because both both Kovacic and Nunez's performances recently have been somewhat outstanding. I thought I thought Kovacic was fantastic um, against Spurs last week, and so I wonder if, if if De Bruyne being back has helped them see how they can thrive in this system a bit more. Um, so, be interesting to see how that continues. But yeah, I think both of those guys, but Nunez specifically tonight, I thought was 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 very very good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the the, the two of them, um, I, I know Alvarez got man of the match, which, you know, he scored two goals. Um, but, and, you know, people overstate how easy it is to play striker for City when they're like, oh, it's a, all, all they score are tap-ins. Well, that does require you to be at the right place at the right time. He timed, you know, both goals perfectly from his end. But I still think that for me... In both cases, the midfielder was doing far more to create those goals than Alvarez was. Um, Alvarez just, you know, trusted that they'd get the ball to him, and it worked out. But um, I, for me, I would give I, I think I would probably give it to Nunez just because I, I was not expecting as good of a performance from him. Um, but it's also hard not to give it to Kev on his full return. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I'd go, I'd give it to Nunez as well. What, what I will say is that in the bigger games, I, I'm skeptical of both both his and Kovacic's ability to assist Rodri in in the six. I I think that is a it's more fair to me for Nunez. I have more confidence in Kovacic. Um, and I think part of the narrative around him has just been the Arsenal match. Yeah, but that's exactly what that, I was thinking as you said that. Well, right. Uh, but I would also say that, you know, if we're talking about people losing their heads, uh, Rodri lost his against Forrest, which is objectively a dumber decision um, and le- far less excusable because at least the Arsenal match kind of mattered. Uh, the Forrest one, it's like, what? why are you this upset? But um, let's uh, take a break there. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit, little bit about Phil Foden. Um, and then we have a couple more broad points to look at. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. If you haven't already, please throw us a like, throw us a subscribe, give us a retweet, tell a friend. Um, you know, tell Everyone can find us across all platforms at City Report Pod. Um, we want to grow the show. We want to reach more blues. And we can only do that through you. So we appreciate when you guys do those things. Um, and so, John, Phil Foden, as I mentioned in the intro, you know, gets his 250th cap with the club. Um, many thought that he would, you know, simply be a wasted substitute among the many riches of Man City because they wanted to criticize the way that Pep Guardiola managed his career. Um, I think now everyone can agree that Pep Guardiola is probably the best possible manager that Phil Foden could have ever had in his career, given everything he's done and what he's achieved and the kind of player he is now at such a young age. Yeah, I think so. I I think, you know, when you look at, you know, other stories with other players, not on, not just on the blue side of Manchester that have been swirling around this week. uh, And you look at how, England players can let things go to their head a little bit, and and Phil has not. Phil has definitely flirted with that before. Um, I think he has, you know, he's been managed well by Guardiola from a very young age to not just let his talent carry him um, and not get complacent uh, with with what he has at his uh, disposal. I mean, the, the amount of talent this kid has, and he, he is still a kid, which is ridiculous as well, um, is, is just ridiculous. Um, his, his ability to keep the ball in blind alleys and then emerge with it 
is 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 ridiculous and his his vision his passing his you know his his skill his his finishing could do with a little work but i think it's getting better this season um yeah he's just he's just the whole the whole package and the fact that he's been at the club since he was eight as well and and today was his as you say his 250th uh competitive appearance um I was at his first non-competitive appearance in, for, for the for the senior squad in uh, in Houston in 2017, and even then you could tell that he was special, uh, and that's not which even- is uh, interesting because then I'm just realizing we were Rico. both also at Rico's first yeah non-competitive appearance for the senior team and actually yeah yeah uh, and and he didn't you know he didn't have the opportunity to look as. Uh, amazing as uh as, as phil did in in his in his game and um, but yeah see, seeing both of those kids start their careers in the sweltering heat of houston was uh was was pretty special and i think both of them will go on to make a, a lot of appearances for this club yeah i mean it you know phil being 23 on 250 appearances i'm just what's i can't remember what is it alan oaks has the record right yeah so is it like 600 i'm not sure that's uh, yeah i'm not sure 680 Mm. yeah if well if that's all senior competitions the league appearances it's 565 but senior comps 680 so i mean if he plays i mean so he's played five years he's got 250 so he's getting like 50 a season so he gets another so he would need another 400 and 30 so he needs i mean basically has to play another decade but and playing with, to without injuries is, that's the same yeah yeah but i mean potentially reachable yeah. which would be cool absolutely absolutely um, um but yeah i i'm someone who you know i i think a lot of people are so desperate to see him in midfield but i thought he was great tonight i think he does offer things um in that kind of wide forward cutting in position which you know he getting the ball out on the wing, cutting in, gives the pass to Rodri for Rodri to pass it in, which at this point is just the Rodri signature goal. Um, I don't really understand how he does it from outside the box, but so be it. I mean, yeah, he uses the the defender every. You know, he he did he did it in the Champions League finals, but a lot of comparisons with that using the defender to to shield the ball from the goalkeeper so that the keeper doesn't see it until it's pretty much past him. Then you can just pass it in. Like it's, yeah. yeah, it's, he makes, I feel like he needs to trademark the goal at this point. Yeah. He, like that's yeah. like, we just had like, that's called, called a Rodri. Rod- Rodri makes football look so ridiculously simple and straightforward that I think more than any, any player on, on the field. And, and, you know, you could say all well, De Bruyne, but De Bruyne tonight, you could see, you know, his, 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 uh, his palate and, you know, he was, he was like, Sunburn mm-hmm. red by by the time he came off. Rodri still looks, you know, like he's just strolled around to the to the corner shop for the Sunday paper. Whereas, yeah, he's just an insane player, Rodri. Um, probably still my favourite City player right now. He's just so effortless, and he's only four goals now away from the entire team playing with their shirt tucked in for an entire game, which I'm very excited about. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's going to happen. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it at all. But he's, he's, he's 
too accurate. You know, you like we were yeah. talking about Houston earlier. Remember when we went to the the open training at the Dynamo, and he was the best finisher. It's yes, easily. easily like better. not it, not even like oh like we're uh, objectively the best finisher in a training you know session that includes guys like Kevin De Bruyne, Erling Holland, Julian Alvarez. Like what? Holland couldn't hit a barn door that day, to be fair. But um, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was it. Was a little concerning to see that we were like, uh, what what's going <laughs> on? Here? Yeah, we signed. Uh, he did have a funny moment today as well. Holland, that that air shot was uh, was was kind of amusing. Um, we'll, we'll forgive it for him. Uh, you know, it's just, he's, he's still working his way back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd be surprised to see him start against Brentford. He might, but I, I can see that, um, I can see him getting maybe half an hour rather than 20 minutes, but I was going to say, I think the next step is either a half, like roughly a half or, you know, between 30 to 45 minutes. I don't think you go to a full 90 at this point. Um, but John, you mentioned earlier how February is a kinder run of fixtures than mm-hmm. what we're going to have in March. From your perspective, if you were inside the mind of Pep Guardiola, which I wouldn't wish on my own worst enemy, because it seems like a very intense place to spend your time. Yeah. Um, given that it is like March looks to be a more difficult run of fixtures, how do you kind of envision or think about approaching these games i mean part of it is just you got to get the points you got to get the wins but is it refining the system is it kind of rotating players what's what do you think the primary concern is over the next you know few weeks i think it's creating good competition for places and keeping everybody fresh basically uh i think the Copenhagen game is is kind of the wild card because that will be Copenhagen's first game for like six weeks. Uh, you know, their winter break does not do them any favors with that. And so it could be very attritional or City could just really let them their match fitness show. Um, you know, all of the away knockout fixtures last year were 1-1 draws. So... Um, Will, will we see that again, or will Pep go for it? Um, I would, I would, I would imagine. I, that he'd I don't feel like Pep it. will go for it. I don't, I don't think he'll go for it. Go for it. But I don't think we're looking at a one-one draw. I, I think it's <clears throat> a two-goal max, three-goal. And I think if, if if we're up two to three goals, Pep's shutting down shop away from home, and then just take it back to the Eddie has. Well, that's um, that's my point because when you if you look at when the reverse fixture, it, it, that's like I think. Just after, I think it's between United and Liverpool. Um, so, or is it before United? Uh, let's uh, United. Yeah, it's between United and Liverpool. Yeah, so, which it's yeah Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. So actually, if we can have that game done or have the tie done before that, that's actually a, a very good point. What is going to be interesting, I think, is going to be the Everton game at home, twelve thirty on the tenth of February. I think would be the the big rotation one. Uh, because we got Brentford away next week, which is a tough, tough game for us. I think we've only scored once at, at that at that stadium. It's always been a tight game. We lost there last year. Then Everton, then Copenhagen, and then Chelsea. I think the and then Brentford again, and then Brentford again at home. Um, but I think the two games that will be the 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 full strength will be Copenhagen and Chelsea. I think that that Pep will be kind of be like, okay, these, these this is where I need the the guys who are gonna the big game players 
the rest, the, you know, those um, Brent, Brentford will be, uh, Brentford away will be the big one as well uh, uh, in terms of personnel. But I can th- I think that Everton one is kind of sits alone among those. I, I think that's fair. Um, I think for me, if you ask me in terms of prioritizing those matches, I, for me, it would go Chelsea, Copenhagen away, Brentford away, Everton at home, Brentford at home. I, I don't think that's 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 unfair. I think Chelsea Chelsea is the wild card in terms of you don't know what you're going to get, um, especially with the, the the Palmer and Sterling factor as well. So you've just got to just got to kind of see what happens. But I, I do think that City are going to prioritize and, and Pep will prioritize. I know that he says that he doesn't, but I, he's going to be looking at those games in Copenhagen, particularly. Um, you know, get that out of the way, get that tie done before the second leg so that we can rest between United and Liverpool, which are two huge games. Yep, absolutely. Um, And then lastly, before we leave, do you feel bad for company the way I felt bad for company today? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that, that, you know, I, I think he he did amazingly in the championship with them, um, and I think to try and change who he is as a manager is just not who company is at all. Um, which actually is, is 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 probably quite a good thing in English football because they in, English English football seems to love someone who just does something very predictable the whole time. He'll get another job easy. Uh, but you know. it, it's a it's a question I've struggled with. To, but your the point you make there, like because people have said, oh, you know, he did so well in the championship, but his stock's going to take a hit because you can't play like that as Burnley in the Premier League, which I think is totally fair. But if he can, I mean, I still think they play okay at times in the Premier League, and the quality of player he has is much worse. Like it's almost like company is too good of a manager to do what he wants to do and can see and envision with the quality of player that Burnley is ever going to have. And I know that a lot of people think you have to prove yourself to, you know, deserve a bigger job. And I think there's a whole host of reasons that I would be very cautious about city ever hiring Vincent company. Um, But to me, this idea that you have to like prove yourself at a lower club to then manage at a bigger club. It's like, well, what works at smaller clubs, like actually you can't play that way. I'll, Ale is the classic example at United. Like the way Ale had United playing, they did well against big teams, but he couldn't, you know, get them to play well against teams that were going to not let them counterattack at them. Mm-hmm. And Company actually plays a way that is kind of the inverse of that. Of his teams get smacked around by everybody because his players aren't good enough to impose themselves the way City would or City players would playing that exact same way. Yeah, I think so, and I, I think in retrospect, you know, we you look at the the rumors that he was really pretty high on Spurs' list last summer. Um, at the time, we were like, "Oh yeah, don't go near Spurs. Burnley's a better option for you right now." Um, that might still be true. Not sh- not so sure about that anymore. But that that could also be the uh, the Ange factor, and um, so we can't. Um, we got to give credit where it's due there. But 
it, it is interesting to think, okay, well, well, what would be next? Where would be next for company? Um, because the the level, the, you know, the, the, the top 10, it's kind of actually getting more elite if you like because it's like oh well, yeah you could mm-hmm. go, no can't see him at villa can't see you know that that's probably too big at this point it's too big of a jump spurs is too big of a jump west ham maybe west ham might be a good fit um brighton i, I, I think not. i mean i i don't think yeah i think there's a few jobs that i could see i mean i think brighton or brentford actually just from the standpoint of they have clearly defined kind of styles that I think company could implement and Mm. manage and kind of work within and actually have a recruitment system that gives him a higher quality player than Burnley is kind of capable of getting just because the, the way Brentford and Brighton both recruit. Um, I mean, I'd love to see what company would do with Brighton's squad right now. And, um, you know, Deserby is being, tipped for bigger jobs, but then at the same time, he's won like three of his last 16 Premier League fixtures. So, um, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows over there either, but it's, it's just it, seeing him walk around the Eddie had at the final whistle today. It just felt, I was like, Ugh, this is like, normally I'd be happy about a three, one win, but like, it felt a little bit like, eh. Yeah. But I'd still rather see him walking around the Etihad, like clapping the city fans after city had beaten his team again. Then I, I just, I, there's no way that his legacy as a manager, I think, could exceed his legacy as a player. And there's only it can only go downhill. So for me, stick while you win in Vinny. Um, we'll we'll happily take six points off you every season, but let's 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 not try and get the band back together. And I think that's a great place to end. So John, thanks for hopping on. Pleasure. Like I said, great to see you as always. You too. And uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll be back the rest of this week with some great content. Until then, bye-bye. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running. And just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.